Global business news 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet to Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ, Laura Little Change, Treasuries paired gains as American government officials tried to ease concerns. The country was heading for armed conflict with North Korea. S&P down a point at 24.74. Dow Industrials down 36, down two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ down 18, down three-tenths of one percent. The 10-year up 4.30 seconds, the yield 2.25%. Gold up 2070 the ounce, up 1.6% to 1280. West Texas Intermediate Crude Oil up 9 tenths of 1% to $49.64. I'm Charlie Pellet. That's a Bloomberg Business Flash. This is your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. Sellers in some frothy housing markets are getting a reality check. Take Manhattan, for example. In most neighborhoods, there are at least 25% of owners with properties on the market last quarter cut asking prices. And in prime markets, including some parts of Brooklyn, it was more than half. Grant Long is senior economist with Street Easy. It's a sign that there is actually a limit to how high prices can go over time and that sellers can be overly aspirational. But Long says some neighborhoods are still definitely hot. We've seen the highest price growth, at, generally at the lowest price ranges. And he says that includes the South Bronx. Buyers looking in those areas, uh, geographic areas that have a lot of affordable units, are uh, facing really strong demand and the highest price growth. But Street Easy says last quarter, Queens was the hottest market of all, with prices up more than 8% from a year ago. And that's your Bloomberg Real Estate Report. I'm Denise Pellegrini. You by Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, dedicated to bringing our clients insights and solutions to meet the changes and challenges of a transforming world. That's the power of Global Connections. Merrill Lynch, Pierce Fenner and Smith Incorporated, member SIPC. Open the morning and out to school. Yeah, he's up every morning thinking about school. Carl McDonald is the CEO of Strayer Education, one of the big for-profit education companies uh, with a nearly a billion-dollar market cap. And uh, uh, I, in in my time spent looking at the company, I'll just say I think one of the better companies. I was once in, in full disclosure. Carl told you in the break, but when I was in, in the in the public markets years ago, I was short the stock and short a lot of the sector, and I got out of it because I thought you guys were a better operator than some of your competitors. But the world of for-profit education has changed a lot. How do you describe Strayer's business model right now? Well, we're, first of all, a 125-year-old institution, um, always focused on working adults. And we're trying to tackle some of the big themes that I think plague higher education. Affordability is a big issue. A few years ago, we basically cut the cost of our undergraduate degree in half by almost 50%. Really? Why? Uh, it, it, we had we had been guilty, like many institutions, of allowing over time there to be price creep in our tuition levels, and we just felt like the economy had changed, and we wanted to address that with a structural tuition reduction versus just continuing to discount. Um, we do tons of work in the B2B space. Um, we launched about a year ago a program with FCA Automotive. We're participating. Dealership employees can get a college education for no cost whatsoever. It's completely free. Who pays for it? The dealer. Uh-huh. Plays a flat monthly fee, pretty modest fee. And in exchange for that, they can send their entire workforce to Strayer for a no cost, no debt degree. So we're trying to basically insert ourselves in between private sector employers and students and graduates and have, you know, pragmatic, relevant, career ready skills. And how do you judge educational outcomes? Because that, that was a thing that 
when I looked at a lot of these companies, um, I'll, I'll throw a bunch of names out there. So no one, no one will get mad. But you know, Apollo, UTI was you know, uh, uh, ITT. There were a bunch of companies out there that that they would they, the students would get slapped with a lot of debt. They wouldn't last more than a year or two. The debt would stick with them. The personal bankruptcy that may uh, come down the line, would, you know, is such an awful thing. But the quality of education wasn't so great either. You know, they, in some cases you get someone trained to be, a, you know, they get this sixty thousand dollars in debt to become an auto mechanic. It would take them, you know, forever to pay that off because the jobs didn't pay that much. Yeah, well, we we're quite confident that the graduates of Strayer have a pretty meaningful ROI. We know, for example, the median debt of a graduate's in the low twenty thousands. We know the median salaries in the upper 50,000s, and that's compared to in the low 30s when they typically join. Uh, and frankly, economic mobility is something that we're very focused on. And uh, we pride ourselves in trying to have an education that's going to have an impact for individuals to be able to move up the income distribution in the United States. And so that's why completion and graduation, those things in and of themselves are not enough to assure that a student's going to get an ROI the curricula has got to be steeped in what companies are looking for, and that's why we have these relationships with about 350 Fortune 1000 companies, and we're constantly talking to them about what changes can we make and what are you looking for, and we bring that back into the classroom. Well, in terms of education for the new economy, STEM is obviously so important, but it seems like a lot of the root of the problem is before college, is in high school, getting kids interested in STEM, uh, introducing them to the topic to begin with. How much of a problem does that affect students at Strayer in, in trying to get them and appeal them to these types of uh, uh, degrees? Technological literacy is a big deal, particularly in a world that's moving pretty rapidly in online learning. You know, 10 years ago, online learning was by many people thought to be some sort of joke. Now it's sort of the universally consensed view. It's the future of learning. That's happened in a decade. Uh, so, you know, high schools focusing on STEM training. We recently purchased a coding boot camp business that's based here in New York, and we've taken that curricula and now spun out another small business called Generation Code, which is coding for kids, to try to get technological literacy, coding language into the young minds of America. We think that's critical. Is part of the idea that a four-year degree isn't right for everyone? No, clearly not. A four-year degree is not right for everyone. And personally speaking, I think, you know, stigmatizing vocational education in the United States is a problem. And not everyone should get a four-year degree. And there should be credentialing alternatives and coding boot camps are just one example of what that could look like. So what are the typical students that you're drawing in that case? In the coding space? That's uh, late 20s. Almost all of them are already college graduates. They're trying to retool their career, basically. So they got a degree, and they're not able to get a job that's paying them the wage they want. In our case, the tuition is about $10,000, and roughly 94% of the time you get a job in coding or web development paying anywhere from, call it, fifty-five dollars to $75,000. So that's a pretty impactful value proposition. Um, what's the uh, recruiting like for students, and, and, and what's, to describe your efforts now, what, what do they look like? On the Strayer side? Yeah. Uh, we, we just basically focus on broad brand building. So we, we, do, we don't really do programmatic advertising per se. We just want the Strayer name to be out there and, and get people's mind share. We encourage all of our prospective students to do a lot of due diligence, most of our competitors, frankly, are public institutions now, as more and more of those public institutions are coming online and trying to serve a working adult student. But because, again, we have so many relationships with large companies, we get a lot of referrals. We get a lot of our enrollments come to us from the employees where we have these relationships, and that's a big part of how we attract so students. So no call centers, stuff like that, you're not doing those things? No. 
So what can we expect next? Any other uh, partnerships with companies in the works that we might hear of soon? Well, we'll announce them when we have them. We're certainly always looking for new and innovative programs. We do a lot of customized work. We're also the home of the Jack Welch Management Institute, which has grown from basically 50 students to about 1,500 students in the last four years. And we're very uh, excited with that partnership as well. How important is it to have a lot of different uh, brands under your umbrella? Because it sounds like you've got a few you're juggling now. Uh, well, we, we have carved out this this niche of uh, doing co-branded um, programs, and certainly the Jack Welch Management Institute is by far the biggest one we have. We just launched a second MBA with Cheddar, the over-the-top business news network John Steinberg founded. We're in discussions with a couple of well-known individuals to bring their branded content online. So I think that's a unique place that we hold. Uh, well, certainly it's an interesting business model, like I said, one that's changing a lot. And, you know, education's a good thing. <laughs> Clearly. I, I, Lord knows i got a lot to learn, Danny. You know what? Me too, Corey. <laughs> <laughs> Great stuff. Carl McDonald, the CEO of Strayer Education, based in Herndon, Virginia, but joining us right here in our 1130 studios right here in New York City. I'm Corey Johnson. I'm at Corey TV on Twitter, at C-R-Y TV on Twitter. She's at Danny Berger on Twitter. One of these that's days we'll figure out how to announce it. It's at D-A-N-I. B U R no D R. Indeed. We have it. You've been listening to Bloomberg Markets. This is Bloomberg. <laughs>